when I was 19, I had a death experience, I actually died and I was resuscitated. And this man came in and he was a janitor and he had a broom and he sets the broom down and he walks up to the bed and he goes, Curin. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, they wanted to take you tonight, but we weren't ready to let you go. Do you mind if I pray for you? And he puts his hand on my foot and this energy shot through my whole body and I'm crying and I'm wailing out and I open my eyes and he's gone. But the broom is still sitting there. So I hit the button, I call the nurses in, they, they make some phone calls and they did not have any janitor that fit this person's description. I really know that that was an act of grace. Okay, my superstars, we have Dr. Kieran in the house today. I am so honored, so thrilled to have this soul join us on the Deeper Knowing podcast. And we're going to go into the depths of consciousness today. So Kieran, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Really great to be here. Thanks for having me. I am honored. And for anyone who hasn't come across your work, could you introduce us to what is it that you do? Because Dr. Kieran, so there's... We feel like we have been pursuing um, some medicine before, but I've heard that your journey has unfolded since then. So give us a glimpse of who is Kieran? What is he doing in the world? Well, it's been a wild unfolding, uh, you know, and I'll start a little bit back before that. I got really sick when I was 19. I had a death experience. I actually died and I was resuscitated. And so this is where this whole journey, yeah, so I speak from a lot of really difficult experiences, but that's what makes people great healers. And, you know, so it started very young. And after this death experience, which we can always circle back to, and I was in the hospital, I was resuscitated. uh, I ended up meeting what I would call almost like a guardian angel who was a man in human form, but then disappeared after saying a prayer over me, he disappeared. But Fast forward, I was very sick for years. I was laying in bed. Uh, My system and my nervous system was very destroyed and um, totally beat down from that. And then what ended up happening is I went to all these doctors. No one would help me. I finally met uh, Dr. Kevin Amen uh, back in Texas where I was living at the time. And I, he changed my life in a matter of a few weeks versus what I was dealing with was years of extreme anxiety crippling, terrible, laying in bed, think you're going to die anxiety, where the emergency services would pick you up because you're just dying so much. Like your your heart, it felt like an elephant was on my chest. Like I had had, because I had basically had a coronary artery spasm, which is like a heart attack, basically, just without a cholesterol blockage. And so this man changes my life. I ended up working with him. And then one day I had to come to him and say, hey, Dr. Amen, I'm actually going to go school for this. And I ended up going through a lot of training. That background was through the realm of chiropractic. And there's different chiropractic. There's chiropractors that are only focused on back pain and that sort of thing. And that's beautiful. We're more of what they call mixers in the chiropractic realm. And a lot of people don't know what this is because it's so suppressed. It's been intentionally suppressed for a long time. But it's a very holistic look. So I ended up studying in the realms of functional medicine, functional neurology, another realm called quantum neurology, functional endocrinology, applied kinesiology. These are all like, you know, million dollar words for we can make it easier later. Um, Neuroemotional techniques consciousness work. And then I just got obsessed in the healing world because it is so fascinating. There's really very few things that uh, working with the body and the spirit and its consciousness that you can't absolutely transform. And the thing is, is you don't have to treat disease. That's what a lot of the problem is, is, you know, you see all the disclaimers, this is not meant to diagnose, prevent or cure, but it's like, we don't have to, to, to try to treat or cure said disease, we actually go at what are the foundational issues? And Mm -hmm. so when we shift and transform that, people really begin to heal. So you're trying to identify where something's coming from by the sounds of it, not just looking at... We're looking for the depths. Yeah. It's a doctor. I would call it doctor of causation. We're looking at what's the underlying cause. If you go in with any XYZ condition, the way that uh, practitioners and doctors of all types, they're going to give you, well, you're not having a bowel movement, so let's give you magnesium, or you're not sleeping, so let's give you a sleeping pill. You're having anxiety. Let's give you an anti-anxiety. That's not medicine, right? You know, the I, it's Latin is the word doctor is docere, which means to teach. That's the root of what doctor means. If they're not teaching you, that's not actually doctoring. And thank goodness. The thing is, there needs to be a description between the two realms. There's 
you know, if you have a gunshot wound or you get hit by a car, please do not come to me. I am not your guy. <laughs> you will likely die on my table. <laughs> you know, and we need, we need these really advanced, highly specialized, wonderful allopathic white coat physicians. God bless them. And if your house burns down and there's a fire and smoke and the fire department comes and sprays it and it's soaking wet, you celebrate that because, wow, some of the house and the structure was saved. Mm -hmm. But do you call the fire department on Monday morning again? No, you don't call the fire department. You call the skilled carpenter or a plumber. Mm -hmm. You call these different people because this is what is actually going to allow you to get to the bottom of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, personally, I'm, I'm definitely always very interested in more of a healing work. Uh, grew up in Latvia. Definitely believe and know people who can heal you and help you through different modalities. Also, like um, homeopathy, you know, which is more tapping into the nature's, nature's medicine. That's what I used to get sick a lot as a teenager. Like every couple of weeks, I would just have temperature, I would be sick, and they would put me in antibiotics. So I had no immune system. Like it was terrible until I went to this lady she, whatever she gave me, whatever the, you know, natural medicine, um, that was fixed. It just, that's it. Like it went away. And all she did, she was like, I'm just going to strengthen your immune system. Okay. That's what we have to work on. She's like, we have to rebuild everything, like the way body's supposed to function. And I was like, it was insanity because other people didn't know what to do with me. And I was like, since then I was like, I am, I stay as far away from a doctor as I can. And I like delay, <laughs> you know, again, there's, as you mentioned, like places where it's needed you know, oh, yeah. important surgeries, if there's like certain physical body trauma, absolutely. But there's also many other ways of aligning your inner health. And before we dive more into the depths of that, take me back to what happened to you. You mentioned you had a near-death experience. That not yeah. many people go through that. What what caused that? What what was unfolding in your life in that time? Well, I was at a gathering with friends, and I think I think I was drugged. I was poisoned. I don't. We don't really know. But there was a couple of things. I mean, I was young. I was nineteen years of age. You know, yeah. so this was crazy that this happened. And um, I ended up having a spasm. It imbalanced the minerals in my body somehow, and it caused a spasm. It's kind of like you know God putting His finger on your heart and just like. And and just the blood stops flowing. So it's like a heart attack, but without a cholesterol blockage, like a standard, you know, a heart attack is where blood build up, you know, but it wasn't that it was a spasm in the vessels of the coronary artery. And, you know, my entire left side of my body went numb and I was, I was, I was, and I dragged myself over to the couch and I was dying. And I said, Brian, my friend, you need to call 911. He's like, man, we can't call 911 right now. Like what? And I was like, if you don't call 911, I'm going to die right here on this couch. It was terrible. It was terrifying. They took me to the hospital. I was, I was, I was recovered. I was resuscitated. I was laying in the bed after all of this went down. And this man came in and he was a janitor <laughs> and he had a broom and he sets the broom down and he walks up to the bed and he goes, Curin. And I, he called me by my first name. And I've always gone by my middle name, Kelly, that time. My whole life, I went by Kelly for whatever reason. And he goes, Curin. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, they wanted to take you tonight, but we weren't ready to let you go. Do you mind if I pray for you? And he puts his hand on my foot and this energy shot through my whole body. And even when I talk about it now, my whole, my hair stands up on my, uh, on end and my whole body goes to goosebumps. And I, this energy runs through my whole body and I'm crying and I'm wailing out and I open my eyes and he's gone. And, but the broom is still sitting there at the edge of the bed. So I hit the button. I call the nurses in. They, they make some phone calls to the different areas, the different towers. This was in San Antonio, Texas at the time. And um, they, they did not have any janitor that fit this uh, person's description. They only had two janitors and another uh, location that was totally not the description of the human being that was there. And, you know, I really know that that was an act of grace or something that was not. And this was kind of the beginning. So, you know, natural medicine and being doctor so-and-so or even healer so-and-so is just a small fraction of the puzzle of this whole thing. And I want people to understand that because I never hurt for patients. I'm not on here to share because I need clients. Mm. I'm on here to share because there is a much greater orchestrating magic and energy that operates behind the scenes of all things. Yeah. 
And so I'll just I'll just kind of flow with this. But as as I got into practice, I was really successful. I had a cash practice. I was booked out for many months at a time, and it was great, you know. And I did this for ten years. I saw over forty five thousand patient visits, and I had so many people coming in. And these were people not with neck and back pain. That's really not what I was into. I was into specializing in difficult and really chronic cases that doctors did not know what to do with these people. And using um, different things like uh, functional neurology, quantum neurology, applied kinesiology, which is a, a way of interpreting and understanding what's going on with the body in a different way. When, when patients are struggling and suffering, we were able to unearth all types of things. And so people would talk and I was so busy that I eventually was, I just loved it so much. I took every training I could. I was single all that time because I was always in seminars, you know, I was always in training, you know. And one day I just kind of, I started to do really go deeper into my spiritual path, into the deeper questioning of why am I here? What's happening? You know, and I finally, you know, my mom had passed away and she had a really terrible cancer and I ended up being her doctor at that time. She had a 50 pound tumor in her leg, 50 pounds. So I don't know what that is, you know, in kilograms, but it's a lot. (laughs) And Oh, goodness. And um, I started to really question, you know, what is what is my life? What does it really mean? What is it? What does it matter? You know, if I died tomorrow, who would even know? Or what legacy am I leaving? You know, what what's the purpose to this whole thing? Because the truth is, is I had all, you know, I'd been sick. I had always wanted to help a lot of people. And I'd already done that. You know, I had a million dollar a year cash practice and something inside of me was deep, deeply unfulfilled. And, and this is where the deeper knowing comes in. Wow. And so I knew like I actually have to set out on this journey for myself. So I literally walked away from the practice. I let patients know, hey, I'm you know, giving you two months. And um, I ended up walking away and I ended up traveling. And I spent the last, you know, for really for about three, four years traveling just nonstop. I went to all over the world. I've been to over 30 countries now. And I went on a deep spiritual journey. And I sat in the woods in Norway and, and, you know, and in the fjords and, you know, in the fields in Iceland. I went to the battlefields in Scotland and the churches in Ireland and the castles, you know, and all of that stuff. And in a, in a deep sense of prayer and meditation and reverence. And the other side of me that wasn't the deeper knowing was like judging me. What are you doing? You, you had whatever and all this stuff, the things that the world will tell you. And it was uh, it was a really it was a really intense thing to go through, but that's kind of what was happening. And out of this experience, my goal was to ask, you know, if I surrender fully, will my deeper knowing, my what I call the heart led path, will it take me right where I need to be? Like if I'm in connection with my compass, which we can talk about here in a minute. Will it take me right where I need to be? And I can tell you that was my hypothesis, the science experiment that was my life. I can tell you that absolutely, unequivocally, I am convinced that it does. And because I've, I've seen it and what will happen is when people start to follow the deeper knowing, we're going to actually witness the miracles begin to unfold. It doesn't make sense. It is a nonlinear, non-logical path. It's free of programming. That's what makes it beautiful. It's like when you hear musicians and they're playing and then somehow they like lock in at a concert and you're just like, or at a show and there's just like this free form music just starts to flow or dance. If you're dancing with a man and you're, you have this beautiful dance, it's, it's, the, it's the magic of just surrendering in the moment and this other beauty takes through and, and that's what's available for all of us. And that's really, I'll finally say, and I'll let you say something here, is like, that's really the sickness out of all the tens of thousands of patients, the sickness that people are dying of. They call it autoimmune disease. They call it adrenal disorder. They call it all these things. What it really is deep down in my absolute conviction at this point Mm -hmm. is a disconnection from themselves, their creator, whatever that is, and, and, and and nature, and that's what's missing. And that's why people are struggling so much. And we see the world in a lot of chaos. And I'll say this finally is like, because of this chaos, it's really beautiful. Like when somebody's laying on this table and they're like, man, like I've got cancer. 
You know, like I'm going to die. This is where it's like, or I'm really sick or, you know, or what was going on with me. This is where humanity or the individual wakes up. And now the whole world is going through a very intense, if you're paying attention at all, we've never seen anything like this. The world is in an awakening process, not just geopolitically, but in a spiritual and consciousness revolution that we have never seen. And I honestly feel it's the most exciting time to be alive and we all need to play part in it. I, I'm, I've noticed it as well because I think, well, the more whatever's happened in the last couple of years, right, when darkness rises, light rises as well. And, and I've noticed the same thing. People are thinking and questioning, who am I? What am I here to do? What's my path? Am I fulfilled? And you mentioning the biggest disease you seeing is us being disconnected from ourselves. I mean, that's profound. So I would love to hear what is your take? your perspective on who are we through your journey? Who, who are we? Are we our flesh? Mm. Are we our mind? Are we our soul? Where are we? You know, and I, I don't know if we ever get to the final, final answer whilst we are in this world, but I would love for you to share your perspective. Well, as my design, because I know you talk about human design, I've been on a deep search and a deep, like I have tried to study and know more like people say to me, Kieran, you know more random stuff than anyone I've ever met. And, it, you know, and I and that's not bragging. That's actually I don't recommend that because that's a lot of the mind trying to figure it out. But I've been trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it was driving me insane. Like, what is this? What is this purpose of all of this? And so this is where the great surrender for me had to come in. And I had to leave the practice and the sitting. And, and I want to talk about sitting and listening and, and aligning yourself and your compass and why it's not only important and nice and spiritual, it is vital. It is vital, especially in this time. But what are we? You know, I feel like that we are uh, all that is, ever was, and ever will be. I feel that we're an extension of, of source. We're an extension of the creator. We are part of the creation. You know, at this point, there's so many people that say, well, the earth is hollow. Well, the earth is flat. Well, the moon is actually brought uh, over here. By, and there's like, there's science and history and even encyclopedias that 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 back a lot of this crazy stuff up and at this point i'm like i don't even know what's true i have no clue but one day i was taking a walk um i think i was actually in canada at the time i was you know traveling i'd been to all these countries but i was on the uh walking around this beautiful beautiful lake so gorgeous and it's this deep rich brown water and there's fish swimming in there and it's and there is this man and he goes, well, I'm an atheist. And I said, okay, cool. You know? And, um, and I said, do you see this, this, this lake? And he's like, yeah. And it was huge. It's a big, big lake. And I said, do you see like the birds? And he's like, yeah, they're coming in and out of the water, catching fish. And we kind of focused in on the fish and how the trees were growing out of the, out of this gorgeous lake and surrounded by the mountains. And I said, you see on this fish, it's like eating the plankton and, and swimming with other fish. And on the back of those fish are these other tadpoles, you know, that kind of swim with it and clean it up. And on the back of that is like bacteria and uh, present there is the viruses that are connected to it or the, the atoms that it's made of and the energy. If you go down deeper, 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 there's an energy to it and the electrons and the protons and the quarks. I'm like that to me, that's God. That is the divine creation. And I said, do you know how this lake was actually made? And he's like, no. And I said, this is a tiny stream. This was a stream. I know because um, someone from the conservatory was out there and was showing me all of this just a couple of days before. It was just magical. There was a, a beaver uh, family that wanted to have baby beavers. I don't know a lot about beavers, but they're awesome. And they, they took this tiny stream and they dammed it up. And then it became this little pond and then it got bigger and they kept damming it. And now it is an entire like naturally occurring terrarium. It created an entire new ecosphere and they changed the entire land. And it's like, we are part of that creation. You know, our hearts beat a hundred thousand times every single day, a hundred thousand times. Our lungs breathe 23,000 breaths every single day. We never have to think about it. We pump 65,000 gallons of blood through our body's venous structures every day. And so what I feel is that we're a miracle. Mm. And what I don't have is answers, but what I do have is questions, you know? 
and sitting with a question like out the window right now, I'm, I'm watching the sun, you know, beaming, like what burns the sun? Scientists will say it's, you know, well, it's chemical reactions and it's, you know, your heart is the sinoatrial and atrioventricular node of the heart and it's beating and that, you know, it's ATP and it's mitochondria, but I'm like, yeah, but what is the spark that burns that? And for me, what I know in my deeper knowing is that we are part of something so much greater and all the world has been trying to figure it out since the inception of the beginning of humans and beyond. And the unfortunate situation is that we've been killing each other over who loves God more or who's right, mm. which is really insanity. <laughs> and I believe there was many teachers that have come to help humanity. And we've got everything from Buddha and Muhammad and Krishna and, uh, you know, the bodhisattvas and, you know, all of these kinds of things. I don't proclaim to know who's right. I know who I really follow and feels most true in my own heart. But I do not believe that God is a a man with a beard that sits on a cloud. And I, what I, this, the atheist I was walking with, and I said, man, I don't think you're an atheist. Like we had this beautiful conversation. I said, do you believe that this is kind of a magical thing and that life is a miracle? And and he's like, yeah. And we ended up, he's like, I believe what you believe. And I was like, well, man, you're not an atheist then. He's like, ha, huh, I'm not an atheist. And I said, I think you're just too smart for religion. And I think the old understanding of religion, and I think it was necessary. I mean, it's an evolutionary step. But I think at this point, people are beyond that. And a lot of people have turned their backs on the creation, the creator, the the animating energy behind all things, because they've just kind of, they've gotten older, we've matured as a humanity, and it seems ridiculous to think that, you know, there's this individual, you know, and I think these are archetypal energies that are still really real, and quite possibly, you know, there may be a judgment, there may be a karma, there may be an afterlife, there may, you know, I don't know. And a lot of people will get upset even me talking about the subject, but we need to talk about it because when a person's laying on this table and is sick and dying and going through a lot, this is where people start to question it. It's too late then. I mean, really, like what? I worked with a man who was fully atheist on his deathbed. He died and he had cancer and he called on me to help him. And I was really shocked because I don't really do a lot of that. But he's like, you helped my family. I, I could feel. And he was at such peace. And he actually, when he started to cut away, he said he could feel the angels. He said he could feel his mother. Like it, he was um, probably an hour and a half two hours out from dying and I took him through this process. And this is not me doing this. This is him, a very staunch atheist. And I said, let's just feel what feels true. Let's let go of all the story and all the fear because here you are, man, you're about to step through this threshold of life and, and death. What's true when you get quiet and you listen? And this is important for everyone listening. What's, what's true for you if you get quiet and listen about what you should do with your partner, you know, uh, or what you should do with your career or your family. Like, and we're so distracted by the black box that is our phone. You know, we're down like this. We've stopped looking up at the infinite possibility yeah. and we're looking down and we're comparing ourselves and adding filters. And, and our young women and men of this planet, but particularly the young females that are adding these filters, they're going to hate their original creation the way that they were created and who knows where they comes from, but this is a real issue. And so um, anyway, I digress, but it's very important to recognize we're part of something so much greater. And you're mentioning we're not in touch with ourselves. I think most people throughout their life, if not multiple times in their life, are thinking like, well, what am I here to do? What's my purpose? Or at least feeling like, I know I could do so much more, right? Like I, I feel I'm made to do so much more, but for some reason I'm not. For some reason I don't know how to return to listening to myself. What would be the first smallest step to reconnect back with just who you are? And because I'm mm. sure, who doesn't want to know their purpose? I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Everyone. Everyone's looking for it, but it's almost going back to what you said. It's like when you stay here, I also spent a good amount, like half a year, like reading everything. I'm like, who am I? What's my purpose? Thinking, thinking, thinking. And I'm like, it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen just in your mind. So how do you 
how would you recommend one? They feel yeah. I want to reconnect. What do I do? Yeah. Well, I mean, the answer used to be much more simple. It would be go outside and get quiet and listen. And that's still the answer. Um, be in nature and listen. However, the thing that's happened is that if, as we know, our attention has gotten so split and through technology, we're just constantly like, you know, like this and that and things are coming in. It's so much. It's way too much, you know, and people that I mean, just the emails alone, let alone the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and the WhatsApp and the Signal and the, the Facebook Messenger and regular Messenger and Google Google messaging, I you know, all that. It's just that's so overwhelming. And but number one, it, when I when I work with people is number one, we need to down regulate your nervous system. And this is where functional neurology and quantum neurology can really come in. Um, the word quantum or quantum based neurological practices is utilizing neurological concepts and like this weird looking little monster behind me. This is a laser. This is a 635 nanometer laser. It's a Nerconia laser. These things run $13,000, $15,000. You don't need to buy a laser. But using the future of medicine is light and sound. So you can utilize light or sound to downregulate the body, the nervous system, and create a much uh, faster healing imp impact on, on everything, really. And so what I do is I have people downregulate. So I work with their parasympathetic nervous system. You're hearing a lot of people talk about vagal and polyvagal and all of these kinds of concepts. You've heard of this polyvagal? But please, please. It's all the it's all the rage in the in the United States because people are stressed out of their minds. But what we're doing, the way I go about it, and I'm, I don't know that we'll get into that today. We could always do a video about that because that is very, very potent, but is to downregulate the nervous system. So there's a way of like one of the polyvagal things is putting your arms up, holding your eyes directly laterally, like at the three o'clock in the nine position. So your arms go up, your eyes go directly. So we can just do it right now while I talk. So your arms are behind your head. Your eyes go directly to, you know, whatever position your, your eyes are in now are fine. Like say the three o'clock position, whatever. And keep your head straight, but the eyes go directly and just kind of breathe for a moment. And you're going to hold it for about 30 seconds and you'll usually feel the nervous system shift. When you feel the nervous system shift or relax, you're just going to take a, a big, like almost do like a yawn. Oh... And some people it takes longer, other people it takes less. And then if it did shift on you, what you're going to do is now bring your eyes to the other side to, we'll say the nine o'clock position or just the opposite side of what you were. Your head straight, your eyes go directly to the left. And just, you know, you're just kind of breathing, continuing to hold your eyes gently to the left as far as you can hold them. What we're doing is here is this is one of the simple exercises from a polyvagal kind of background. And you're letting the nervous system come back into a parasympathetic tone because we're always in such sympathetic dominance and fight or flight. Big yawn. Oh. And then you can come back to center. Yeah, good. And then you can let your arms come down. And so there's exercises like that. Did you feel a shift at all on that? I think breath, yes. And breath is always important. And now I'm... I always say I'm bad at breathing or I literally have reminders on my phone three times a day, which is just this breathe. And I'm Great. like, okay, that's my prompt. Just at least take one. <sighs> okay. Yes. Just that, yeah. that small thing. Cause you're right. It is the screen. That's that it's, it's all the doing. Um, and that small check-in is just like, yeah, you just release. Okay. Just relax. Um, yes. So I'm sure there's a ridiculous amount of power in breath. And I don't know, why don't, do you notice this? Do, do people not know how to breathe these days or why? Yeah, why? yeah. So yes, I mean, people are in their prefrontal cortex and it drops them out of it, pulls them out of their heart and their presence. They're trying to figure out and get to, and they've got all these things going on. It didn't used to be like this. It all changed in 2006. The first iPhone came out. Think about that. 2006, that's less than 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now we got robots that are coming out. And with, with the, ex, ex, the singularity, we are entering, if not already in, the moments of singularity, which is where man and robot, right, they're actually kind of going like this. And if we don't, 
we don't develop in the pro we're, we're, like they'll outsmart us. I think chat GPT runs at an IQ of 150. Uh, I think Einstein was 155. There was a guy, uh, he actually was one of the primary, I think his name is Tristan, uh, one of the primary head guys from Google a, uh, AI developer. I mean, he was the one that took Google to the world, this guy. I believe he said it was in anywhere from a few months to like a year or so that it'll be operating at an IQ of 1500, which means that they're going to be talking and thinking about things, solving equations in mathematics that we don't even understand the concept or idea. This is very serious. So it's taken us from our center point, but the center point is still there. But I want to just quickly bounce back to what we were doing. Yeah. So it would be an exercise like this. And we didn't do it great justice because I was just trying to quickly show. But it's something like that. Then I actually have people stimulate all the parasympathetic uh, nerves in the body. That would be curling the fingers, curling the toes, because this is these are um, S1 nerve roots are parasympathetic. Sucking on the tongue, the glossopharyngeal nerve, that's cranial nerve nine. That's parasympathetic. Swallowing, that's vagus. Um, stimulating jaw jerk. That's very proprioceptic uh, for the parasympathetic. These kinds of things. A lot of weird looking things that you can, in a matter of 30 seconds, do it a couple times and your whole nervous system drops. I'm leading a retreat next weekend. That's one of the things I'm going to be showing people is uh, downregulating the nervous system in a very fast way. So you can do it while driving in a car. This is what's driving so much anxiety and depression and stress and worry is the nervous system is overstimulated. So I used to say, well, go sit under a tree, but people are sitting under a tree and they're just like, Freaking out. You know, like <laughs> yeah, so, like people are also afraid of nature. You know, what's, what's going to jump out, you know, this is where we come from. And in less than a hundred years, we've deleted our connection to our, our planet and our nature. I mean, really in Texas, where I grew up, you know, where you met Amanda and, and uh, all the human design connections you have there, you know, uh, I mean, a hundred years ago, people were driving around on horses and, and, you know, you know, buggies or whatever you call the thing, wagons. <laughs> we don't even remember the name of what it's called. So downregulate the nervous system. And then next is I call it the emotional clearing technique, but it's working with your consciousness. And you want to separate out the self versus non-self. Like the self is the one that's centered, it's connected, it's powerful, it's in its presence, and it knows that all is well because you're an extension of all that is, ever was, and ever will be. Never created, never destroyed. You are part of that. You are, you know, for lack of better terminology, you know, you are the fingers of God. You're the fingers of the creation. Like if, you know, the creator had splatter paint and he took a big paintbrush and he went splat against a wall, everything expanded out from that moment. You're an extension of whatever that thing is. Something did it. Yeah. And so if we can downregulate, calm our nervous system, then learn to sit with, what am I feeling? This is a big part of it. What am I feeling? I'm feeling like I'm freaking out. My chest is tight. Okay, cool. I want you to feel that. What is that? Oh, it's it's fear. You know, you want to boil it down to its essential nature. It's fear. It's It's doubt. So we'll call it fear today. Okay, fear of what? I'm not enough. Or fear of I'm not going to have enough. I don't have enough money. Or I'm fear of I'm running out of time. So you want to sit there and actually be present to what it is. And by being present to what it is, you actually shine light on it. It's like if you had your kids and they're like, mommy, mommy, there's a monster under the bed. I say, oh, honey, let's go check it out. <laughs> and you go in there with a flashlight and you're looking and you go and you're like, oh, look, it's your teddy bear. And like, oh, cool. You know, and you, you hug it. The kid's happy, goes back to bed. Those things that are hiding under the bed, that meaning the thing that hides under the bed, the thing that seems so scary, meaning the conversation that you haven't been able to have with a family member to get complete and have a healing conversation. The the health issue that you're afraid to go, you know, I don't like doctors, so I'm not going there. That's a monster under the bed. You don't want to not do anything. You want to find a doctor that you trust and you love or a healer. You want to have the conversation that you've not been having. You want to sit with the pain of a trauma or what an upset has been in your life. And when you sit with it, you realize, wow, this actually has deep lesson. We want to widen back as a spiritual being, like there's me having my experience, maybe I have a broken leg or maybe I just went bankrupt or 
broke up with my partner, all the stuff that makes a story. But what we want to do really is that we, we really need to actually be able to be like, what is the lesson? If I were to look at my life from a wider perspective, the eagle's perspective, as the Toltecs say, what is this? Oh, it's, it's me learning to surrender even to this, even to this fear, even to this health issue, even to this upset. And in that surrender, you can be with it. And there's a deep, profound lesson in it. You take the lesson and you let the non-self go. Like, this isn't me. Like, you are not your anxiety. You are not your fear. You are not your trauma. Mm -hmm. What we're experiencing is a traumatized planet. And the way that we're going to change the direction of humanity is by working in our own selves first. And this is why human design and gene keys are so beautiful is because it gives us a, a platform, you know, like in, in gene keys that you can utilize with human design. Like you look at the, uh, the core wound, right? Yeah. And if you look at core wound, uh, my core wound uh, apparently is seriousness. And, and I, I think it's, I forget the number, but the next one from seriousness is uh, delight. And I think the third level up, the gift, the city is, mm -hmm. I believe, transcendence. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert in that world, but you can very quickly say, wow, well, who's someone that's serious? Well, that's fear. That's resistance. It's gripping. And if you could say, wow, okay, I need to sit and allow myself to be serious and feel like my, I started to do that. And it was like, man, my father was serious. He, he would do this thing with his hand would make this noise and he'd just be so intense, you know, and it was a fear. It was a fear frequency that we live in. So go to nature, yeah. calm the nervous calm system, feel what's going on, really being with it. And there's a process that I use to make it simple, but you, you process of eliminating that and bringing in like, what's the lesson? The lesson is to really love myself. You know, it, it honestly, for those listening out there, for those of you that don't have a deeper sense of profundity of why you're here or that you're connected to something greater, this is going to be a very difficult time on this planet. Not only just because it's always been that way, in my opinion, but it's going to be a difficult time, particularly where the world's headed right now. There's some very intense things. And in that, it's like, oh God, don't say that. That's depressing. Why would you, why would you want to say that? And it's like, but if you really get real with someone who's sick and dying on the table, when you say, look, bro, you could die. Wow. You know, that's where people are like, wow, this is the hero's journey. Mm. The hero's story is the dragon is over you and the prince or princess is on the ground. And will you be taken out? Or do you actually say the David and Goliath moment, that story from the biblical teachings, like, that's what makes it beautiful and the purpose. And if you're connected to something greater, the deeper knowing that comes not from you, it comes through you from another like level, then you're going to freaking kick ass in this time. And you're going to be here to help a lot of people because this is a message people are starving for. And the church, God bless them, has failed a lot of that deeper thing. We're still, I'm not, it's not an attack on the church. Like I, I'm very much a believer in God, but not in a God with a beard sitting on a cloud, but the animating life force of all things. And, and the, and I, and I work for the good side of the force. I don't even know what that means, but God and I know, like I work for you and you alone and all these people that are running around worshiping Satan and doing all this crazy evil stuff and hurting people and bombing and wars because we are in the time of wars, rumors of wars. We're in the time of um, pandemics and other things. Things are going to get weirder. I'm sorry to say. It's written. And in this time, if we stand powerfully and in our spirit, we have nothing to fear. Because guess what? We're eternal. You're not going to take any of this with you. And that is what gives me peace. I, like, I really like what you said. It's not You, you don't think of what your purpose is or it's just going to flow through you, you know, when you calm it down, you listen, you release what needs to be released and you just allow either a thought in your head to pop up, a feeling that, oh, this is a path I need to take. It is like, it does come from there. This very podcast, I was like, I need to do this. Let's do it. Right. It's not like I was like sitting in my mind and being like, oh, I should start a podcast because X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, I'm just like, this feels right. And it's unfolding very beautifully, very, very quickly because of that. Because I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing this by myself. 
I'm like, okay, this needs to be put out in the world. Let's do this. I actually had a conversation with, well, messaging with Amanda yesterday. And I was like, because we're both on this like journey of coming from marketing, but like expanding into whatever's coming up next. I'm like, I wonder if our souls needed to learn marketing so that we get that skill and we can actually amplify the message that's even more important, you know? A hundred percent. I believe we are utilized in a way that is so beautifully orchestrated. You know, there's a there's a book out there, but you know, anyone that's worked as a death doula or worked with people on their deathbed, I've worked with a handful. It's not my primary thing, it's intense. But people on their deathbed will, will have usually five or ten major things, you know, did I do it right or this sort of thing. But in their last moments, they'll realize that their whole life was divinely orchestrated. Or like, this is why I met, you know, your mother. And then, I, you know, and they start to put it together. And it was written as a masterful masterpiece. And your pain, I'm sure that, oh, I know that Amanda, God bless her. I love Amanda. She's married to my best friend for many of many years in Austin, Texas. And they're both an amazing couple with a beautiful little boy. And, and you know, it's been very uncomfortable for her because she's, she's very brilliant and very gifted at marketing and, and brilliant at human design. And, 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 you know, I'm sure you equally as well. And, <clears throat> You know, when you have a thing like me, I had a thing. This is what I do. I'm going along. And, and then all of a sudden, spirit, spirit, the isness, the deeper knowing will like, no, 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 no. That's that's so you could learn marketing. That's so you could be super doctor. There's something much greater. And I never thought I was going to be someone that's going to be helping uh, more doctoring the spirit, doctoring the soul. Like I was being prepared for this moment. You because of your marketing background and what you know have made this possibility i'm sure you did you have some pain that you went through where you're like oh my god i don't know what's happening and oh, yeah. doing this deeper knowing thing yeah it's the pain of that it's i just couldn't i, I thought i'm gonna be sick if i'm gonna have to do a one more how-to video on marketing and i just that's when i was like reading all the books the bible going to church listening to sermons i'm like i'll be exposed to everything like i don't want to be like, I'm not ready to like this is the thing. I'm like, I want to learn from everybody. And yeah, it's, it is super painful. It's like, cause you're lack direction and clarity and you're no longer this person that you identified as, but you don't know who you're becoming and you're in a messy middle. And, but again, painful then I'm a, let's say a year into that. And now I'm like, oh, I so needed that. Cause like that just dropped me in. And I was like, I love this new direction. It's unfolding. It's almost the word surrender you're mentioning. It's getting comfortable. Like, I don't need to know. Just follow along. Like, the path will light up ahead. Just take the steps. Just go. The people I met, the conversations, same thing. Like, so many, just so many things connected with Amanda for me. Of, like, me coming to Austin or the people she's introducing me to. I'm like, I don't know if we hung out together as souls before. But, like, <laughs> I feel like there's, there's something there. So, it just, yeah. Getting comfortable with, like, pain emotional pain, spiritual pain, I guess. It's like, there has to be more. This can't be it. You know, just there has to be more. And then you realize there is, and it's pretty awesome. Well, I want to say thank you for your pain and thank you for listening because the, the reality is if we get really real with our pain, which life is that, you know, I think it's the Buddhist philosophy is that uh, life is struggle or life is pain, something like that. That's like one of the either Taoist or Buddhist. I'm not a Buddhist per se, but, um, but that it's that pain that is now allowed me to meet you all the way from Lithuania, Lithuania, where are you at? Well, You're at yeah, but we're neighbors. Yeah, right next door. Yeah, exactly. And delicious food. <laughs> and, and, you know, like your pain, that monster under the bed, which was a big fat teddy bear at turns out has actually brought us together. It's brought you and Amanda together. And what it does is it brings a blessing to other people that are going through this most intense time. What's happening on the planet, like, you know, I've got people beat by a little bit um, in their age. And, and you know, I'm, I often am placed around younger people, their 20s, their very early 30s. And I, I mean, like, if I, I wish I had had some input like myself when I was younger, I was very lost mm. and <clears throat> just trying to figure it out. But that beauty is going to open a lot of people's hearts. And for those of you listening, what I want to encourage you is that there is something so much greater. And the greatest lie that's been told is that there's not. 
and that we're devoid of it and that you just need to go get a job and work hard and look look how that how's that working out for you how that money you, you work so hard and you put your money in the bank the bank may not even exist i mean the us banks are going through serious things and the world's currency the world banks there's powerful hands at play behind all of this and what the what is going to keep people strong and healthy is them in connection with themselves should i take this medical intervention you need to listen inside. Don't listen to Fox News or a TV channel in here in the United States. Any of the news. Listen to your higher heart. Listen when you get quiet. Because otherwise, there's just going to be a lot of people in business suits that are going to tell you this is what. And I mean, when have we ever just blindfully trusted our governments? And I don't want to get too much into that, but... This is a time for great discernment. You need to be discerning. There's going to be a lot of noise. And so trusting your heart and, and what you're guided to in your work and your business. So downregulate nervous system, sit and feel what's there, get the gift, release what the other stuff, like I want you to breathe and actually feel it as an object. Like, oh, this is my fear. I feel my fear in my shoulder or in my gut or in my head. And you want to just really honor it for the lesson it is and let it go. And then you bring in, I'm bringing in alignment. I'm bringing in peace. I'm bringing in my center. There's a, right now we're just kind of talking about it. We're not doing it. But this brings you back to that compass. You know, these birds that travel all over the world, world migrating, you know, you may see them there right now, it, you know, is they travel by their magnetic north. They actually have this in their brain or in the, I think the center of their brain, there's a magnet that aligns them with the compass, which is the north node of our planet. This is how they travel around. I mean, some of them, if you've seen the film Winged Migration, thousands of miles, and they know where to go simply because it's an alignment. And if they were maybe drinking and hating their bosses and upset with their spouse and mad at Trump or whatever, <laughs> their their compass is all this noise and interference. So we got to clear this interference. There is so many hooks in you and in your children by your Netflix shows and even the YouTube and the noise. Yeah. It is so noisy. We got to clear that. Yeah. And it's also the... I'll say the fear part, right? That's what you're going to see a lot of mainstream media. Like that's how they can control the decisions you make. If we get you in the state of fear, then you're almost giving your power away. I'm just going to trust this person who hopefully is going to save me or guide me. And I'm like, is just another human being? And not everyone's, as you're saying, is trying to work towards the light or influence the world the world that way. Um, so yeah, once you once you reconnect, you realize there is infinite possibilities. There's always a way out of a situation. There's a I think one of one of your videos you spoke about the need for connection and community, which we also don't have as much these days. Like there's just creating those support networks around us with real human beings and just there's there's always a a way out so it's not just like you know fear 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 because it sells great titles clickbaity it's everything absolutely everything is possible like you know i that's how i see the world as well it's like just this infinite consciousness of possibilities different paths we can take and you're going to be linked to the right people when you need to you know and you'll meet them you just, just first page i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna ask you for someone who is very new to this journey, but they do feel like they're not in alignment, not particularly happy with this maybe life they've created to themselves thus far. Something's missing. Do you have resources or books or anything that can start someone help to unlock that journey? Just just exploring because there's there's a lot to read um, or oh, yeah. you know, listen to. Just some some resources because it it can feel like I don't even know where to start. That's how I felt like. I went to the church as well, and people are like, oh, you should pray. And I'm like, am I supposed to know how to do this? <laughs> you know, it's like, because you're absolutely lost. And mm. it's like simple, simple first steps to take. Um, maybe you have some resources to share. Well, number one is, I'll just say like, reach out to someone like myself if it feels that it's of support. Meaning like, we can have a conversation. We can do some healing work. We can, you can learn these things from someone. You need a guide just a little further ahead. It does not need to be me, but I'm saying 
reach out, number one. Number two, community. Get around people you love. So many people are the walking dead right now. And a lot of you that may be listening, your families may feel that way. Or you may feel that I have uh, some friends in Stockholm and in, in London as well that are reporting back that I recently met. Well, I was I, I travel a lot. I was in Portugal and Spain and Guatemala this last six months. And um, they're like back home and they're just sending, you know, I feel like everyone feels like they're just dead on the inside on the on the on the train cars and the subways. And they're just, you know, like, you know, so, you know, when I went out to Costa Rica, one of the things when I dropped in with a community out there, for example, was we did authentic relating and we just sat in front of one another. You just do eye gazing and you breathe and you just look at another human in the eyes, even if you don't say anything you are instantly healed and transformed because what happened when we put these masks on is we just kind of started looking away. You know, we just, we look down, like no one looks at each other. Mm. This is a very, very not natural and very trend for humanity. It's a separation of who humans are supposed to be. So I would say reach out to someone that you can get support from. Number two is community. Um, but honestly, number three is I would say pray. And this is going to be triggering for some people, but I'm just going to let you have it. I've been searching. I've read more books and I've done more things and blah, blah, blah. And I don't say that for self-gratification. Honestly, it just meant I was more lost than any of you guys listening. And I'm just maybe a little older or a little dumber. I don't know. But <laughs> I go to the space that beats your heart. Go to the deeper knowing. Everyone is going to have a deeper, a different interpretation. Oh, that's Buddha. Oh, that's Jesus. Oh, that's this. Oh, it's that. It's it, Well, it's not that form of Jesus. It's this other. It's the Methodist form or the Baptist form or the Lutheran or, you know, and we've just separated everything. Go to and just say, hey, God, I don't really know who you are. I don't really believe that you're sitting on a cloud right now, uh, per se. Maybe you do. It's fine. Whatever. Do your own thing. But I have the faith in knowing that if you make a genuine, embodied, direct, felt prayer to the very depths of who you are and possibly as a child of this creation, and you say, I am, I really want direction, I want discernment, I feel so lost, I'm asking for your help, I'm asking for you to reveal yourself. I'm asking you for, for uh, guidance in my steps and in my path. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't even know how to pray. Like, am I supposed to know how to pray? I don't know how to do this. There is a huge revival of the human spirit right now. And of there's a, there's a massive return to God on this planet right now. And I, I don't want to get too much into that because it's the trigger warning. Like people are so this is part of the program. It is part of the program to make people so triggered at religion and at God that it's separated man and woman mm. uh, from the possibility that we come from something much greater. This is a miracle, guys. So community, someone that can be a guide, but ultimately the ultimate guide is you in connection with your creator, the creation of all of it. So that's important. A, a wonderful book is a book called The Surrender Experiment. Beautiful. Uh, that's a Oh, my God. It's a great book. Oh, my gosh. It was about a man. I think he was kind of an earthy kind of hippie guy that, you know, just wanted some property and land. And he kept just surrendering to what showed up and he just kept surrendering. Now he's like a billionaire. He owns like a huge company. He's written these books and um, he's written other books. It's a beautiful story. You should absolutely read it. But... This goes in the the opposite direction of what society teaches us, you know, a constant, you know, SATs and exams and measurement. That's the left brain. This is the right heart connected brain. Yeah. It is a non-logical and it's, I believe, a far superior brain, like, you know, they, the gut brain connection, all that. But I would just say, yeah, the surrender experiment, you know, I do like Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N. Uh, Matt K-A-H-N, Matt Kahn, he talks about whatever arises, love that. It's about loving what shows up no matter what in the end. You may love it or you may hate it, but you don't have an option. This life is 100% fatal. You're not making it out of here. It's you are going to die. And that's, that's you know, that sounds really depressing. You're going to die. But when the COVID thing happened, I got swept up in it for a second. I was like really anxious. And I was like, man, I should start washing my hands. And like, but then I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. 
You know, the only thing that I know is certain, they say death and taxes is the only thing certain in life. Taxes are not certain. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people that don't pay those. And there's ways to get around paying your taxes. Meaning the only thing certain really is that every single person that ever came before you is dead. That is not on this planet right now. And that's actually, there's a statistic that there's been 108 billion people that have lived and died on this planet. That's 100 billion more then what are alive right now? Think about that. A hundred billion people. We only have eight billion on the planet right now. Let's mm-hmm. actually Google that. Check it out. It's actually a real thing. And it's like every song, every story, all the culture, all the indigenous, the, all of the indigenous of where your country's from are very different than the indigenous of where what the United States later came to be with the American Indians, which were just the indigenous tribes that were here, the Lakota and the Chi uh, and the... Arapaho and the, all of these different types of tribes, all of their stories and their, their you know, and it, it's been taken out now by oppression, but the whole planet has been under oppression by somebody else forever because they've not been in connection with God. They turned it into religion, walked around with staffs and started killing people. And that's why people are kind of over religion. So I think prayer to the utmost high in your heart, whatever that is, is vital. And I also want to say, because I think objection that comes up is like, let's say in terms of not that you need to go into specific religion, the fear is like, oh, it's used to control people and just a little to plant a seed. Like, who are you listening to? If not, let's say the source, the God, your, that connection, who are you listening to then? Who are you guided by? Mm-hmm. Is that people around you? Is that the media? Because you're most likely are following something. And being still led by down a path that you might not even be aware of. So if you can, I don't know, maybe spend a day without a phone. Maybe one Saturday. You go to the park. You go to, you go somewhere and just hang out near the water. May, or maybe nothing's going to happen. You know, maybe you pray and you feel like nothing's happening. And that's okay. Right? Allow. It's... I can't say like the, the moment I was like, I want direction that same day. I was like, here's your direction, Mindy. This is what you do for sure. Didn't happen. It's straightforward, but it's like slowly unfolding. And I'm like, oh, I, I just listened to this thing. And I just read this book and I had a conversation with this person. And it's like slowly, I almost want to say it gets revealed to you in a time frame that you're ready. Because if suddenly in one day, this whole vast consciousness of all the possibilities were dropped on you, we probably wouldn't be able to even handle that state of awareness right so just slowly in our own path it gets shown to us and personally i believe we just leave our bodies so death you just leave your body your soul lives on you might come back if you choose to right so also there's no need to be it just it's a part of the process you came here to experience certain things or to grow in consciousness uh the book i i recently read really really resonated was journey of souls by michael newton and it's just about like truly you I read it and I was like in my being this feels like this is how it is and it's it talks about like how we choose to come to this planet to have certain experiences to deepen certain things to learn and we still have a decision like we might come here but our ego might take over so your soul is not going down the path that it actually wanted for itself because the ego is like, oh, the shiny thing. Oh, I got to build this business. Oh, the money. Oh, the this. Yeah, yada, yada. And, and that's still okay. You're not really judged for it. You might just come again and try again the next time. But it's just talking about like how many times our souls come on this earth just to grow in consciousness. And it takes us a long time to grow, you know? So the fact that you're here listening and actually asking these questions is you're becoming aware of like, hey, what's going on, you know, and things will unfold. Yeah. And, you know, and I just want to say, you know, like that moment you were in the park or whatever, where you were crying or you were sad or you were lost or you didn't know what was going on. It's like you have fear, you have anxiety, you sit. What is this? It's my fear. It's my fear of not having enough or not being good enough or my mother will ever let me. Then you let that go, right? You sit with it. You get the gift. You get the lesson. You let it go. What is the next thing? Oh, I need to just be at peace with, like, it's about making peace and love with yourself. But then the next thing that comes with that is going to be maybe, oh, impatience. Well, it's not happening fast enough. Mm, and then what is, the, what is the higher? <laughs> yeah. What's the higher lessons of having the awareness of that? 
Okay, it's patience. So what do you do with that? Well, I'm not patient. So, you know, this isn't working. Well, you sit with the feeling of impatience, which is, you know, like I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to, it will not work that way. In fact, you will block yourself from the magnificent flow of the miracle of the deeper knowing, as you call it. And so um, it's to sit with whatever arises, sit with it, right? Matt Kahn says, whatever arises, love that. But I mean, that's the truth of it. If you want to do this path and do it well and not have it do you and, and beat you over the head with it hard, like is you got to sit with it and be like whatever comes up next, you're in love with it and then you just surrender it again and it will open up and you will see magic unfold before your very eyes. And I'm absolutely convinced that there is this path. This is why I live in this beautiful place that I live. This is why I'm able to, you know, this retreat. I didn't do a lot of Facebook marketing. I don't like all that stuff. I didn't even, I just trusted that something greater. I know that people need this and that the bright people will find me. I didn't even tell people. Actually, I was like, oh man, I really should like put it online or send it out on a Telegram chat or something. And I never did. And I have 15 people here. It's sold out. Easy. Because <clears throat> I know in my heart that it's meant to be and that the right – it's divinely orchestrated. And if you can walk like that, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. And even though these things may be biblically, for example, any of the d different sacred texts, whether they're true or not, you might as well live like it, right? Maybe we've come here many times to learn. I call this an airport for souls. Every day people are arriving, little babies, like Amanda's sweet little baby. And every day people are leaving. It's an airport going and coming all day, every day. And there's over 100,000 people that die every single day on this planet, just naturally, before COVID, right? And 100,000 people every day coming and going. You know, and 300,000 babies on average are born every day. I don't know if you knew that, but. Mm -hmm. And so these, all these souls are coming in all the time now. And there's something much greater. And so go to the source of the source. A lot of people, I'll say this, a lot of people are, and I'm one of them, you know, we pull cards, you know, we pull these cards, you know, you lay it out. Okay, universe. Tell me what, you know, what my day looks like or my month or we go to a psychic or we go, all of it's beautiful. You know, we shake a rattle, we drink, you know, uh, uh, cacao. I love cacao. It's my favorite. Or we drink ayahuasca in the jungles. I've done all that. You know, I've studied with the Toltec. This is a Toltec thing from Mexico here. I've done all that stuff. It's all beautiful and it's all part of it. But the most important missing thing is not to get wrapped up in other people's stories or cultures or medicines. It's to, you have a red phone to the infinite deeper knowing that all that is ever was and ever will be space. Mm -hmm. And all it's a free call. It's collect. You can call anytime and it's you in the privacy of your own chambers where you can connect and ask, hey, great spirit, hey, God, this thing that I don't know but animates the, all of the creatures and the birds flying all over the earth and, and burns the sun and spins all the planets, I really could use your help right now. And it'll answer. It'll answer. You just have to let go. So beautiful. Just, <laughs> we could just keep going on for hours. Oh, yeah. And I feel that this is connecting and resonating to some of the people listening. So for those who feel called to want to have a conversation or just start exploring how how can they follow your journey you've literally mentioned like i'm not really online too much but you do run retreats you do healing sessions how can someone get connected with you and your work yeah i have a website called life empowered just life and empowered e-m-p-o-w-e-r-e-d you know send me a message on there i'm not like trying to create a lot of clientele online that way. But I, I'm here to help for those that really feel that they really want the support. Everyone needs support. And what I really love is it's a combination. I do all the medicine and natural medicine and blood chem and testing and nutritional and functional medicine. But really deep down, it's also the coaching component. But even better yet is the spiritual component. And like, honestly, a handful of interactions and you can be like back on your paths because you I know have magic all of you all of you you were all beautifully created and the greatest lie is that you were not 
and that you're failed. And matter of fact, the most brilliant, shiny ones of all of us are the ones that feel so disappointed and so bummed out. We're like, hey, I thought we were coming here to party and have a good time and build community and, and like be abundant and be successful while like falling in love and, and helping the world and building new healthcare approaches and new possibilities. And I got to say, you know, there seems to be a bit of a light and dark battle going on right now. And you have to stay in your light or you will be taken down by the darkness. So, you know, reach out to lifeempowered.com. Um, you know, send me a message, you know, just email me. Hey, I'd like to talk. I'll set up a free call. You can schedule a free call. You know, I've got a 15 minutes for free online, you know, and, um, but you're valuable, you're important, you are loved, and you are needed in this time. So if you're feeling that, that's how you get a hold of me. Just the best conversation. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to do this again, Karen. Oh, let's do this again. We'll see how people are connecting, resonating. Maybe we do some sort of a workshop together, a two-hour online. Oh, we that. learn how to breathe. I'll be the first one who needs that. You know, it's also on the same journey that all of us are, though. Just this was beautiful. So appreciate you. Thank you for yeah. sharing. And yeah. I'm going to say until next time. Until next time. Thank you so much, Bindi. <laughs> of course.